This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Give Me All Your Money. That's right. This is a fucking holdup. I'm sick and tired of not getting actual sponsors, so we have to start robbing the listeners. So if you don't like it, then get us a sponsor. Get us a real sponsor, and then you don't have to pay us out of pocket. But until then, every episode that you listen to, you have to mail us your money. I'm tired of giving these free promos and not getting real sponsors. I'm tired of it. Zach, take me out. Bang. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits Podcast, the only podcast that made a short movie, a short film. I'm, I feel like I'm that's Frank. actually true. Yeah. So I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many like podcasts... Well, there's a shit ton of podcasts, but I don't right. know how many of them actually made a short film. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, congratulations, Frank. Thank you. You um, may, you might be the only one. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We, we don't didn't know do yet. that much research into it. No, not at all. But um, so, uh, yeah, so I did make a... A short film, sort of, about six minutes, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, not a narrative, not like a traditional, like, I sat down and wrote a screenplay and then shot it, but a sort of documentary-style filmmaking thing that I... It's kind of a project that has kind of been, like, a few years in the making. Yeah, because I remember you talking about this, like, like three or four years ago, where it's like, you just want to kind of do, like interesting people around the area like interview them on like specific things that like they are good at or like what they're kind of like known for yeah so uh the project is called your local creatives and um essentially it kind of changed over like the initial you know the the initial conception of what it was a few years ago has Mm -hmm. kind of changed now the the general heart of it is um generally the same thing but just like how i was going to go about it is very different um, because I didn't want it originally, it was kind of going to be like this interview. It was going to mm-hmm. be like me on the opposite side of the camera, talking to somebody and me asking questions and then them answering it. And then that would, and then I would kind of like film them in their element, doing their thing. Mm, but you had a massive zit on your forehead. <laughs> so you wanted to do it behind the camera. Right, yeah. Right. Um, so that ended up not being the case and kind of over the course of the years that I've been like thinking about it and then finally doing it. Um, the first one came out, and we'll we'll talk about that. But um, it ended up being more of like I don't want to say it definitely d- changed. It did not become mm. a interview style at all. No. Um, and I didn't want it to be because I don't really want to be featured in it mm-hmm. at all. I don't want it to be about me in any way. Really, mm-hmm. I want it to be about the person that I'm making it about. Yeah, and you can see that, like, from the actual short film where it's, like, you don't say a word. It's literally more or less, like, following the person, like, along their journey of, like, what they're doing. Yeah, so um, we'll talk about the first one. So the first one followed this girl named Alicia, and she is a beeswax candle maker in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And she is really, really um, into the idea of being a hundred percent organic, like how candles are so important and mm-hmm. like the history of candles and why, why we should be using organic beeswax and the importance of bees and how bees are being treated. And then she kind of dives into the whole thing of, um, there not really being any diversity with like the whole culture of like beekeeping. It's only like primarily like white men, old white men who are beekeepers. Mm-hmm. She, cause she has to buy, you know, um, bees. She, she has to buy the wax from, from them. Um, and, and she's like, every time I ever meet with anybody, it's just like an old white guy. She's, she's like, where's like, she's like, I haven't met a single person of color that is doing 
um, beekeeping. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she has, she has her little like house up, up upstate and she's kind of trying to build a sort of like sanctuary to educate people on beekeeping, to educate people on the importance of bees and beeswax and honey and all of that while simultaneously trying to get the younger generations, specifically people in color, people of color to be interested in it and maybe try to also, you know, be involved with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I remember like we, 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 her and I were kind of talking for like three or four weeks on the preparation of like her video and, she was all like nervous and confused because she was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to like say. She's like, can you kind of like send me questions or something? So Mm -hmm. I kind of wrote like a small thing for her of like, maybe these are the topics that you should cover. And then she felt very much at ease. And she called me and she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to write a poem. Mm -hmm. She's like, and I want this to be very, very poetic Mm -hmm. and like very, very much more about like, you know, not really so much about me, but more as like more about itself. itself. And I was like, great. Yeah, that's great. That's what I wanted to do. So it was really nice. Like when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is this is kind of like a poem almost like the right. entire episode. Yeah. And then and then a literal poem at the end. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of like the first one. And man, oh, man, the everything that mm-hmm. you could like things just started going wrong from the start. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like in terms of like editing? So like- no, not even editing. So. I am str- I am like so stressed, right? This is my first one. I've never done any of this before. Mm-hmm. I I went out and I purchased like a cinema camera. I bought myself like a rig. I got I got audio equipment mm-hmm. and I'm like sitting in my bedroom. I'm testing everything. I'm making I'm I'm like doing like little sample videos to try to learn about audio and video and mm-hmm. and like all the different things that are involved with it, shutter speeds and everything. And I'm like, "Okay. I feel pretty good about it like mm. I, I think i have a general bearing of what i have to do and then you drop but, everything <laughs> but as, you know as you're going there and as as the day comes mm-hmm. and and then you're there on set you know yeah you don't want to look like this is your first time right you don't want to you don't want to look like it's your first time and you hope to god that sh- nothing goes wrong mm-hmm. and shit just goes wrong so like <laughs> i have to try i have to mic her up i have to put a microphone on her so i have better audio than like what's coming off of the camera mm-hmm and I had like a lav mic, which is kind of like the mics that, you know, you kind of like run the wire underneath their shirt and then have a little like, like yeah. a clips on their lapel and they talk and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the fucking lapel clip snaps, just breaks <laughs> before I even get an honor. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, great. So I run out to my car. I had some fucking tape. Mm-hmm. So I threw some tape on her chest and I'm like, this is what we're going to have to do. Right. Batteries. Um, I mean, not batteries. My, my memory cards start filling up quicker than I originally, I originally mm. thought they were going to fill up. So I had to like grab the spares, um, just things like that. Like little things that of course you have to learn over the course of like, the yeah. more I do this, the more comfortable I'm going to get and the yeah. better, the better I'm going to get at it. And the more that like, you're going to see like, okay, this is what I need to, in order to do like this job for the day. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and I mean, the thing is, I still, we still finished it a hundred percent. We got everything we wanted to do. So I can't say that anything particularly went wrong or, mm. or like that, that, that like anything that did go wrong was like so detrimental that I wasn't able to like complete or finish the project. Mm. So I was very, very happy about that. I was happy that I was able to be resilient enough to be like, you know, okay, this broke, how can I fix it? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one benefit that I have. Is yeah. That I, I think I'm pretty resourceful. Yeah. So what made you want to get into this? Because, like, I know, like, when we did, like, the best genres to us in films, like, you pick documentaries. And, like, that's what I kind of thought of, like, with this, where it's, like, you know, you pick documentaries. You like that documentary style. Like, yeah. you just wanted to kind of, like, talk to people. Yeah. So I, I do want to be a filmmaker. 
at mm. some point. I, I, I am writing screenplays and I, I do, and I don't want to be a documentary filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason why I, I got this is for a few reasons. One, um, I'll say selfishly for myself um, was A, to obviously I do photography as well. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to just meet as many people as I possibly can and get my name out there as much as I can of like Frank's a photographer. Frank does short films. Frank does video work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to make a living off of that essentially. So, you know, going out and meeting with all these people um, is really, really like one, one of the main reasons as to why I was doing it. Um, and also, but at the end of the day, the real, real main reason as to why I want to do this is because I, over the course of doing, so my girlfriend does like a lot of markets because she owns a vintage brand, I guess you'll call it where she sells vintage clothing and Mm -hmm. and antique furniture and whatnot. So I've, I, we go to a lot of markets and I've met a lot of these local creatives of people that are potters and candle makers and woodworkers and all, and all of these people. And they're all so interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what they do for a living. Like sh- this woman went up to upstate New York and bought a house and like seven acres of property. And she is a candle maker. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. You know, well, you think of like in this day and age, like how can you make a living off of like candle Some, making? Right. But exactly. Like- and like, that's one of the, the my next one is going to be with a guy. He's a, he's a potter mm-hmm. and his whole thing is kind of like talking about, why a potter is like, why is it that a potter is even successful in today's day and age when you can go out to like a Walmart or a, an Ikea and buy plates and dishes and stuff like that from them? Mm-hmm. Why is it that he, as a potter who makes, you know, handmade dishes and bowls and whatever, uh, why is it that he has been able to be successful mm-hmm. at that? Gryffindor probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, there's like these really interesting conversations that are happening. And on top of it, I'm learning a lot. I didn't know anything about beekeeping or bees. Mm-hmm. And, and now I don't, and I don't know anything really about pottery. So there's like an educational aspect of it mm-hmm. um, that I, I guess I vote, I knew that it was going to happen, but the, the one thing I did not want it to feel like is like a history lesson. Mm-hmm. Like the last thing that I wanted th- this short film to feel like, and I do believe that I was successful at it was that. I didn't want it to feel like you were sitting in a classroom and the TV, like the teacher, like rolls in the TV and mm-hmm. puts in a VHS and it's like, you have to learn about beekeeping. Like, and it's just like very boring and bland and whatever. Like that was like the, the I, that was like the thing that I was scared about the most was like, I hope that this isn't boring. Well, I, I will say like, again, from watching it too, like the transitions between everything, like help it where it's like, it doesn't feel like it's just stagnant. Like had you had her like just sitting there like talking about it, right? it would have felt like that. And like rather so like you had like this overtone of like her talking while she's actually like dipping the candles and like making making the candles Mm. from hand. So you're seeing how candles are being made from start to finish. And then on top of that, she is speaking about the importance of what's going on in the world of beekeeping mm-hmm. and whatnot. So this is more than likely going to be like a series. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like this is going to be a, a series that I'm that I'm that I'm going to be doing with a whole bunch of local creatives. Again, potters. I got a guy that does like light fixtures, like these really strange, cool light fixtures, um, and he's like, like really popular. I guess his his. Uh, 
all of his stuff is like in Italy and mm. and like oh, like it's just crazy things like just New York City like really really high end like light fixtures that probably go for like thousands and thousands of dollars that people just fucking love and he's like yeah this is what I do <laughs> and he's just like across the river from us <laughs> and his shit is just in Italy it's like insane to me so like I love the idea of like all of these really like there's one guy that I'm going to be doing a project with too that um, his name is Jesse and Jesse owns um a f- i guess what i guess you would call it like a fabrication company mm-hmm. he so you would you would actually be aware of this um we we up up by us we have the headless horseman yes um the the what do you call it a uh what is it the like haunted, haunted house, house type thing. thing yeah but it's like a big big one mm-hmm. headless horseman reached out to him mm. to like fabricate these things for their haunted home so oh, like cool. he does like all of the creatures and he mm. builds like all of these mechanical creatures and stuff like that um he actually he actually recently recently just did a uh a thing for the new york mets mm. like they had like a big promo video a few months ago where it was like them talking like it was one of the i don't watch baseball but <laughs> it was one of the one of the uh, mets players coming out and talking about whatever about who the mets are and why they're so great and why they're iconic and they are like talking in front of this deli mm-hmm it's got like neon lights and it looks like it's like, you know, all beat up, but it looks like it's got so much history. Mm-hmm. And like he built that deli. Oh, wow. Like that whole deli. And he's just like, and they brought him to the, to the Mets game and they like mm. showcased it and all that. So like, it's really cool. And apparently they, they, they liked it so much that they're actually going to buy it from him and like put it inside the stadium and then actually put like a deli or something in there. So oh, like right. you can go there and buy it. So That's like pretty sweet. And, and he's just in our town. Like uh-huh. this dude just works in our town. Yeah. It, it kind of, <laughs> it, it's a cool thing where it's like, it kind of shows where it's like, you know, your next door neighbor could be like somebody that like is just doing does something. really cool shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> something very fascinating. Yeah. And like, it, it's kind of like that idea where it's like, you know, again, kind of like how we did like in the last movie, the breakfast club, like, you know, you don't know these people, but like, there's something interesting about everybody. Yeah. Like there's something that like everybody has that like is unique to themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was really like the main reason. And like, I, I just want to highlight all these people and just like get like their kind of unique stories out there. Um, and of course the, the real, like, you know, of, like that is true. And, and I, and I love the fact that I'm doing this and I'm really happy that I'm doing it. But again, at the same time, the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm trying to learn mm-hmm. filmmaking, like yeah. how to, how to like structure and how to edit. And of course, like if I, if I ever actually do become like a director, if I, if, if I ever actually do direct a feature length film, I'm not going to be the guy who's in charge of the lighting and the guy who's in charge of the audio and the guy mm-hmm. who's in charge of the actual editing and whatnot. Like I'm not going to be there. Um, I'm not the one who has to know all of that stuff, but you I think, it, I think getting like a general knowledge mm-hmm. of how all of this stuff works is a really good idea because it'll just make me a better filmmaker in the long run. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't need to know, you know, if I am going to be, a, a, if I, if I ever do direct a film, I am never, I'm never, I'm not going to need to know like, you know, the, this, I need this specific lens because this is the type of look that I'm going for. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. what I'm going to, I don't need to know that there's there's another guy who's in charge of that. There's a, there's a, there's a cinematographer, a DP who's in charge of that. Like I need to just be able to communicate what I'm trying to convey and what I'm trying to do while, while, you know, like trying to basically just, I need to be the guy who can tell people what I'm, what I'm, what I'm you know, trying to accomplish at the end of this. So like, they're the ones who are going to be in charge of the lighting and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important for me to understand it. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I, like I said that I went out and I bought myself like a gimbal, which is like, 
like a steady cam essentially like things to help because the one thing that i that i did notice about this about my first one was that like the little camera, cameras kind of shaky and whatnot and like there's something that i kind of like about that well because, it feels again like that documentary style where it's like you know you're following this person like yeah i mean when you get to like an actual film we've talked about it numerous times where it's like shaky cam or like feeling like unless it's like that found footage style right it's shitty like it's, it's fucking yeah, annoying I mean, it can be done well like you know i think like a prime example of it not being done well would be my arch nemesis lars von trier like, <laughs> like he always has like super shaky like cameras and like and and i'm just not a huge fan of that but i mean there mm. of course there are moments that that it works with yeah like, i always talk about, about moonlight yes moonlight when, did it really well where it's like it feels like again like you're just kind of like walking with them yeah um and I forget, like, there was another movie that we did, like, a couple of movies back, too, that had, like, that same kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, I always go back to Alien versus Predator for, like, shitty, shitty <laughs> camp. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's just so bad. Yeah. Um, but, like, is the next step, like, are you are you trying to put this on, like, YouTube or something? Yeah, so it's, like, a platform so, right. for, to be shown? Yeah, so um, I have a Patreon mm-hmm. um, where you guys, if you guys would actually be interested in doing it, you can support the project. So there's, like, I don't know if you know what Patreon is or... Whatnot, but essentially what it is is like a monthly thing where you could pay um, to support the film. So mm-hmm. like there's like three different tiers. There's a three dollar, a six dollar, and a nine dollar a month one. I try to make them like super affordable, like nothing absolutely ridiculous. Um, and like the three dollar one is basically just like, hey, you just you just like the project and you want to just support the project, and that's it. Three bucks a month, you can you can help support the project. And then, like the other two ones, you get you get some more benefits for them. So, like, mm-hmm. um, I started up like a Discord, which is essentially like a place, uh, an app where you, where you can just like get involved with people in like your community. I basically created a Discord where it's going to be getting people from our community involved with talking to each other, getting to know one another, and like you know. And then on top of that, you're going to get like behind the scenes footage of like things and just like updates and whatnot of like what the next one is and like how things are going and whatnot. So like you get you get some benefits of like becoming a higher tier member. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that, like that that's a way to support it. And then on top of that, the they they're going to premiere on there. Um, I started up a YouTube channel, so um, they're going to be on YouTube and that's going to be my recommendation. My, 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 my little, my, my recommendation is going to be my YouTube channel. So uh, just whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I started up a YouTube channel and like, if you go to the, if you go to that YouTube channel, um, which I'll plug at the end, there's like, there's going to be a, there's a playlist button mm-hmm. and like, you can see like, there's going to be a section that is just going to be like called your local creatives. And that's where all of them are going to be. So like, that'll be, you know, a, another way that you guys can support it. It's just by watching it and just kind of sharing it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's going to be a slow thing and I know that it's going to be, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. I think I got like, I think I'm in like the 150 view range for, for it. It's, it's, only, not bad. It's, it's been up for less than two weeks. I mean, obviously, you know, a couple, couple thousand would be nice, but, uh, but <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta work your way to that. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but still, I mean, you know, it, it, and this is me, you know, starting up from scratch, mm-hmm. like, you know, like I, this is just bare bones starting. So, um, it's cool though. You know, I'm getting a lot of positive reception from it, so I can't really complain about that. Um, yeah, so I made a short film and it's kind of documentary style. It's, uh, it's going to be a part of a larger series and, um, and I really hope to essentially keep, um, doing unique and weird and cool stories with mm-hmm. it. Um, there's going to, Eventually, all the stories combined together. It's all. It all to takes face, place in the same universe. To face Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're creating your own Avengers. Yeah. Um, it's also cool though because like 
I'm learning a lot, like mm-hmm. the things that I'm learning about, right? Like, again, like either if it's the person that I'm with, like what I'm learning there or just the simple fact of like learning like a new camera technique or whatever. Um, and I think that I, I think that it's it's a cool project because it's a project that if I ever move, like I can continue. Mm-hmm. Like it's a yeah, project. You can always just find local people. Yeah, exactly. And like it's a project that I don't I don't know, like even if I ever like made, let's say like. A, a feature film and I didn't need to do this project at all. Like this isn't what I'm known for. Like I, I feel it's, it's a project that I care about so much and that I, that I enjoy doing so much that I feel like I would still do it no matter mm-hmm. what. And I think that that's really important is like that you don't, you're not doing it because you need to, you're doing it because you want to. Yeah. Um. So like, that's just something that, that I'm like, I'm, I'm realizing is that like, I'm, I started this project with the idea of like, I need to learn filmmaking. I want to learn filmmaking. So let me, let me start this project and like, you know, it can benefit me. It can benefit the people that are, that are being featured in it because I'm highlighting them and their business and whatnot. So that can drive more traffic to them mm-hmm. while, while, while that's all happening, I'm realizing like, wow, I'm really enjoying this kind of a bit more than I originally thought I was going to. Um, it's, re- it's just fun. It really is. And like just waking up, super early and just going there and just doing it is just so fun. And, um, I think kind of like what I was recommending, the reason as to like why my recommendation, whatever it was a few weeks ago when I was like, go out and like meet your community. Like was because of this. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. now I'm going out and I'm meeting people in my community and I'm going out and I'm meeting people that, uh, that, that, uh, that are just in our hometown or one town over that are just doing crazy things. I've been thinking about, cause I've been trying to find one, but I can't, I've been thinking about like potentially starting like a film club mm-hmm. for like the Hudson Valley because there are none. So like the only the only ones that I can find are in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just feel like that's not like like okay. It's not it's not possible for like most people to get to the city. All the time mm-hmm. and like go there and travel there, especially with like how everything is right now. Like, you know, like so if if I maybe I did like potentially like starting up a film club in in there, um, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I can, like, I don't know if you don't want to take on like so many projects. At well, once. it's not even that. It's just so much like, I don't know if I'm a, like, if I'm the person to do it because I, I've never made a movie. I've never. So it's like, why the fuck is this guy who's never done anything making a film club? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, we'll, we'll see. But I, it could just be for like people that love film. Right. And, it, and it, at the end of the day, like, I think the reason as to why I want to do it is it's, it's more of like, Hey, I, when I was like writing my first screenplay, I was struggling Mm -hmm. because I didn't have anybody to like talk to about it. I didn't have anybody to, um, to be like, Hey, what do you think about this idea versus this idea? Or how do you think I should take this or anything like that? I didn't have somebody to like, just, or just read it to and just like get their initial thoughts on. So like, I feel like having that maybe in, in our community of like, Hey, like these are people who are trying to write films and whatnot. Like we could all just sit around and like read each other our scripts and just talk about it and maybe give each other like pointers and whatnot. Like, I feel like that would be really beneficial to somebody like that. I know that would have been beneficial to me. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe that could benefit other people. And on top of that, you know, make it where it's like, you know, you pay whatever a monthly thing for it or an annual thing for it. And and then, and then you, you know, we just show up whatever it is once a week, once a month, whatever it is. And we just talk and, mm-hmm. and, we, and we do our thing. And I feel like that's a good way of holding you accountable because there's one that that's another thing is like when you're not being held accountable for shit, mm-hmm. 
you just you can kind of just put it to the wayside and just forget about it. Like, oh, I don't need to write. I don't need to write the screenplay because I'm just doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for anybody else but me. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you actually had like a group to go to, yeah, and be and like, be like, hey, where are you at with it? Yeah, exactly. And be like, oh, you haven't touched it. Why haven't you touched it? Why? What are you doing? Whatever. Like, like it's gonna it's gonna force you to like do it. You mm-hmm. know, which might be good. So I don't know. It's it. There's just a bunch of ideas that I've been thinking about doing. Um, but I digress. <laughs> Your local creatives is something that um, I'm really happy with the first one. I'm really happy with how it came out. I'm really happy with um, with everything, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've watched it like 600 times. Well, yeah, because you want to like pick apart everything. I'm picking it are. apart. I've done the editing so many times, um, and, and I've just watched it so many times. So, like, I'm seeing everything that I wish I did differently. I'm seeing mm-hmm. everything that I don't like. I'm seeing things that I do like. So, uh, there's so many things to learn, but... Um, I'm really excited about going forward with it. I'm really excited about um, learning more and just getting more people involved with it and just showing more stories for these people that are doing like really, really cool, crazy, unique things because, uh, you know, I think that they deserve to be highlighted just as much as, uh, you know, anybody else, anybody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when it, that's what it comes down to is just highlighting all of these people. So uh, that's the reason why I'm doing it. And also because I'm trying to be a filmmaker, yo, (laughs) and I want to. Um, and I got to say, there's something I've never had the, that, like that moment of at the end of it, mm-hmm. after editing, after filming, after like putting it together. So the, well, yeah. And then and while I'm editing it, that moment where I inserted the credits and it said directed by, mm. and it's my name. I got to say, like, <laughs> it's one of the, it was a, one of the best feelings Brought ever. a tear to your penis. I, sh- I showed my father, I, I sent it to my dad and I was like, hey, just want to let you know. Like, I didn't even tell my dad that I was doing this. Mm-hmm. I just like sent him the finished product and I was like, hey, I just made this, you know, let me, let me know what you think about it. My father's very funny and he goes, he goes, whoa, move over Martin Scorsese, huh? <laughs> and I was like, shut up. And he was like, he was like, no, he was like, it was really cool. I'm glad he was like, uh, I'm really cool. So he calls me and he was like. He's like, when I saw your name at the end, it said directed by Frank DeSalvo. He's like, I got chills. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's cool. So I did too. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, now the big goal is to get it on the big screen. Like yeah. to, the idea of like seeing my name like on like on a screen that says like written and directed by. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh my god, I can't even I can't even like yeah, imagine that. That's the big one. Yeah. So uh, I'm really I'm really uh, excited though. I'm really happy with how it came out, and um, I think that it's worth checking out. So. My recommendation, like I said, is going to be my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel's name is just my name, which is, um, it's my, it's not my last name. It's my middle name. So it's just Frank Theodore. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll find me. I'm there. Your local creatives. It's a, it's a, it's on, it's in the playlist and, um, and you can consider if you did consider contributing to the Patreon to help out. Um, doesn't, it's not a crazy monthly fee. And of course you can do a three six or a nine dollar a month one so you don't have to it's not it's not a i wouldn't say it's a crazy expense it's less than probably how much you spend on your cup of coffee over the course of the month so uh well i work at starbucks so you that's get like free nine coffee, bucks but, well yeah i get free coffee uh, but like that's also nine bucks but the, to the average listener who doesn't work at a <laughs> who is not a barista um barista 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 don't uh, sully my art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's probably less than that. So it's probably less than your cups of coffee over the course of the month. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Cool. Um, I'm happy. I'm excited to do it. And um, I'm hoping that uh, it's it's a project that is successful and that um, just people support and like. That's really what it comes down to. So Nice. That's all I got to say, man. But I made a short film. Good job, Frank. And it's cool. And uh, I'm going to keep chugging away at my screenplays to actually get like a narrative, like a real, real narrative made. 
Um, maybe I'll just make it myself. Maybe I'll do like a 30 minute short film. I'll take, I'll take the, my first screenplay that I made maybe and, uh, chop it down to like it's bare bones mm-hmm. and just make a short film. But yeah, who knows? That's all I got to say. All right, cool. Um, so my, our next film that we're going to be doing is a film that, you know, listen, we've talked about this movie a bunch. Um, and of course, Zach, for the fourth time, we're going to be doing There Will Be Blood. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, Nobody no. else wants it at this point. <laughs> you guys keep saying no, but we just keep doing it. Um, we're no, giving you what you don't want. Uh, we are going to do another. We are going to do a Paul Thomas Anderson film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do Phantom Thread. Okay, cool. This movie has made its way into like my top two Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I thought you were going to say Licorice Pizza. No, I haven't seen Licorice Pizza yet. Um, looks cool. It, it looks it looks like a hangout movie, mm-hmm. which I, I'm always down for a hangout movie. I just got to be in the right headspace for it. But uh, we're going to do Phantom Thread. It's a film cool. that I really, really love and adore. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Zach, you have anything else? Anything you want to add? Any questions? Any burning questions for a famous director like me? What's it like having a penis and a right. vagina? <laughs> well, take us out, Zach. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>